Alright, so this is In Loving Color, Dating While Black in America's Whitest City. So we're back. This is a new episode. It's a new day. New day. New day. So for those of you who listened to our previous episode, you know that that's Elle's voice talking about new day. And today on this new day, we've got another guest on our show. It's our girl LT. LT. But before I let LT speak, I just want to tell a little story about LT. Just a little story. Just a little bit, baby. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Beat him with a fork, not a spoon. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, she's getting prophetic on it. So I'm going to tell a story that. I think encapsulates. But who... wait a minute, you didn't tell no story. I, I'm feeling some type of way. Right Don't be now. feeling salty. You told I your own story. Okay, we got Elle over here being emotional. She's sad. She can get. You get a story. You give me a couple more sessions. You get a story. So you know, my story is about my birthday, and it's not as conceited as it sounds. <clears throat> I was at my birthday. Grace is an Aries, by the way. And I am not your typical Aries. So I don't know why <clears throat> she dropped that knowledge is that she's telling that. You better cough into your own chest. <laughs> and so it was my birthday. We were bowling. I thought it was a good group activity. It was a great time. Thank yes. you. And LT had a friend show up. And I was like, oh, who this big strapping sexy man who rode in on sexy, his y'all. motorcycle? motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Biker boy. That's what. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and he was a gentleman. Real he life came... biker boy. Black man. Yes, mm-hmm. right. He came over in to Portland. me. He wished me a happy birthday. He was like, I know I don't know. You want to wish you a happy birthday. This is, you know, nice to meet you. I was he like, introduced oh. himself to everybody. everybody. He right? was a gentleman. Gentleman. And so bowling was what we did from like 6 to 10. And then we turned up a little bit at this Afrobeat night that was happening at a local cafe that becomes a little bit of like a a club sort of intimate dance situation Indeed. on the weekends, right? First Saturdays. First Saturdays, Every right? Month. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's called Local Lounge, and my boy DJ Solo was uh, was spinning, and it was fantastic. But that's not the point. The point was we rolled up at that spot. <laughs> LT had her biker boy there. And then, because LT is LT, she walked in the scene, and two new dudes rolled up rolled on her up. like a fruit roll up in a kid's snack bag. Fruit roll up, y'all. Okay, they giddy. rolled up on her. They giddy up. They giddy slid up. on up into her DMs. Yo. But this was in real life. Real life real DMs. Life. In the L- flesh. In the flesh. LT's game is sick, y'all. Sick. She walk into a space. If there is any human person who is attracted to females, she is like honey. They will come to her. She's like fruit flies and honey. She's like a siren <laughs> singing her song on the rocks of the Irish shore, and people are sailing down the seas. Do you hear me? Mm. This mm. lady can pull a dude, pull and she can pull non dudes, but she's not really interested in that. So she's not pulling <laughs> them, but she can pull whatever she wants. This is an inclusive space, so we want to be inclusive. But she can pull whatever she can pull I, I it's a yeah. it is a sight to behold Head i've known this lady for like four years now yeah. one of the first folks i also met when i came to portland it she's D'Angelo yes we went to a d'angelo concert together Brown she also pulled some people to, okay and I so with that <laughs> intro in mind i also want to <laughs> set some more scene so our girl lt has been off the dating market for a minute she was married now she's, you know, happily divorced. Yes. And because her pimp game and pimp cup, pimp cane is strong, ah, so she's back in the mix. 
back in the mix. And she just got on dating apps for the first time in her life. So very much like Elle, but coming from a whole new kind of scenario. And better yet, the icing on the cake, what I forgot to mention, but I'm going to mention right now, LT is from PDX. Mm. So she's a local. And what's really great about this is a lot of times you hear transplants such as myself and Elle complaining. Right. And, you know, I don't know if you really have a dog in this fight. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating facts. I'd like to put that Being on the record. Uh, okay, so sometimes you, know? you got us, you know, just monitoring and observing our environment and mm-hmm. making statements about them. Mm-hmm. But LT's got context. This is her home. These are her people. So, <laughs> and not, not her, just her adopted <laughs> people like us. Like, these are, this is where her, you know, this is where she's from. So, I want to, with that introduction, which was, I think, luxurious. I'm saying thank you. Okay, yes. I think that was good. I appreciate all right, it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, Queen, we see you. So, I want us to talk a little bit about what do you think the dating culture in Portland proper is before we get to dating apps and what this new age dating look like and like, what you consider dating to be and what do you think dating right. is it's a it's a today 2018 2018 in Portland what dating could be like it really depends on the type of people that we're talking about in general being off the market and coming back in I think the non the traditional way of dating whereas you meet a person you sense that you have great chemistry mm-hmm. and you're inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I want to date you yeah. and you get to know each other. Today and age is you want, you meet a person, I'll there's swipe. that physical mm-hmm. attraction, yes. but you want to test the waters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't want to just date you, but we shouldn't put a title on it. No. We should be able to mm-hmm. see and yeah. date whoever we want to. Friends. Right. Or With benefits. benefits. Okay. You want all the... But- the ability of having a relationship, but you won't want to put in the work for what a relationship really entails. Okay, so let me slide into first base and ask you a question. Slide. Let me slide in, okay? I just did a little bunt there. I just slid <laughs> in. So are you trying to tell us that this is not how the culture has always been? Absolutely not. Okay, so, t- so take us in a way back time machine. Absolutely not. Like back in the day, it was simple. You know, you, I've, I was raised in the church. That was one Jesus. of my, my first interactions with, I think, the opposite sex was always in church because that's where we were, mm-hmm. you know. But we were in church Sunday, Wednesday for Bible study, mm-hmm. Saturday for choir rehearsal, mm-hmm. back again on Sunday all day. So you met other like-minded individuals, and that's how it was. In the church pew, you write a little note, yeah. I like you. You, you like, like me? me? Yes, or no. yes or no. Right? There Are was your parents no, let you do that? There was no maybe. They were off doing their own thing. My so. mama would have run up in that pew, <laughs> snatched up that paper like no. Satan had written it. Mama worked at the, you know, she was a worship. Oh, yeah. Not a worship mama was leader. on they duty. Said, right. Mama was on the, yeah. She went a deacon. Altar call. Oh, okay. Know, she was in there praying intake for Intake counselor. Right. All right. So we got to do our thing. As long as we were minding ourselves, that's what it was. But it was simple. If you met somebody, you both liked each other, that was it. Hey, I like you. You want to date me? Sure. Like, and that was it. What age was this? Like, were you 12? My first boyfriend was 12. At 12. And we dated from the time I was 12 all the way till about 15. Oh. Was this So tell us, because I think we got to set the stage, right? We're we're creating some context here. What what was dating for you? Was it like you come over to my house, we have some snacks, we watch a movie? (laughs) Like. (laughs) Absolutely not. Because <laughs> like, I, I wasn't allowed to date till I was 19. And I didn't go on my first date till right. I was like 24, 25. So I That's, actually don't I know. Just, and I snuck in date, right? right. Like, yeah, I, I, so I think I, everybody I, did. I want to know what that... In public, I, my daddy it was like, been, uh-uh. It was more like gazing across the table. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, okay. You know, so you're like making like eyes at but each other. But that was my man. Like, everybody knew not to talk to him. Don't whatever. talk to him. Right? Okay, and what He's happened not... when you weren't gazing across the table? We would... Be hot like, fast. I'm not at church, but we would arrange, mm. Mm. you know, to like in groups. That's yeah. how it was. Okay. I would go we going to the night. movies? Right. Okay. You go I'm going to stay, stay at, at my cousin's or my house. friend's house. Whose parents are a little bit more lenient. A little bit more. And they uh, let us go to the movies. Yeah, worldly is what we would And we all yeah. meet together. People. Okay. So it wasn't like I was alone. We okay. were always in a group setting. That's and a that's good what context made it to a little, set. All the way through high school, it was always a group setting. There was never like no one-on-one. One-on-one. But it created you know. an atmosphere for you to get an understanding of how you spend time with someone, how you show interest in someone, right? Yeah, those so, first feelings of being 16. Like, oh my God, I have this feeling. Yeah. I don't know okay. what that is, right? Right, and that feeling, I let's be honest, him. is kind right. of sort of gone. You don't know what love is, no, but I, but knew I think that I, it made I, me I, feel I okay. Him. So then, so fast forward <laughs> us up. You're 16. You're 15. So move to the move to maybe your early 20s. Okay, let's hmm. let's get juicy and sip on some tea. Sip. All right, let's sip now. That's so. right. Yeah, all right, and we sipping in here right now, but hmm. you don't even know what kind of tea we sipping because that's none of your business. Grown <laughs> folks, organically organ. Um, but but what was next for you, right? So when you started dating, maybe a or little when did more it adult, yeah. yeah. What did that look like? I think it was more of like the shift really became more independent mm-hmm. when I transitioned into college, mm-hmm. and that was I went away to school. You know, at that point in time, and let me even back up. I have always been the friend to most people. Okay, I didn't grow up being the cutest person. Mm-hmm. I was chubby. You know, at fifth, sixth, well, not fifth, more so sixth, seventh, and then eighth grade, I kind of started to develop into this brick Sexy. house, if okay. you will. Them, okay. Y'all can't you know? CLT, but she, as my friend <laughs> L says, is thicker than a snicker. Thick fine. All right now. These days, for those who enjoy a little curvaceous. All right now. That all right. Is indeed, I am. That is curvaceous. our advertisement. That, but then for them ladies with some curves. Right. Here's more to looking at you. For the pushing. Hey. All right now. <laughs> we probably need to keep this PGR producer yes. looking at us like, y'all need to stop this nonsense, <laughs> lady. So, okay. So, as you came into your own, where did you, did you go to college locally? Where'd you go? I did not. I went to the University of Arizona in Tucson. That's right. So not at much different than what Oregon was. Out of thirty seven thousand students that were there, black folks made up two percent. So and it was majority still very, were athletes, so, you know. So, so majority so, Caucasian, just like absolutely. what we were working with. But at least Oregon. they were from diverse places, absolutely. right? So every surrounding areas. Yeah. You had Cali that was closed. You had you know, Texas, we yeah. had Vegas. So, so who we had were you good... dating in college? Were you dating um, non black men or were you dating never to this day I've never dated outside of my ethnicity, if you will, and I've always been the only black person in my school, mm-hmm. but yet my mom did a great job of keeping us engaged in activities within Portland. Okay. So, you know, we went to a predominantly black church. We were engaged in organization groups called Debutante La Femmes, mm-hmm. you know, which trained. Were you women. and Jack and Jill? No, not Jack and Jill. It was because oh, Jack La and Femmes Jill is very Debutante. southern, but I know they got but a chapter very here. similar. Yeah. Yes, very. Y'all very were learning similar. some. Yeah, seems our producer might have been a Jack and Jill situation (laughs) where hands was raising up in there. And so, yeah, okay, you better have some etiquette. They had the gents, so the boys were part of gents, and then the girls were the femmes debutantes. Okay, so y'all had, like, etiquette, manners, Robert's Rules of Orders. You were conducting affairs and businesses and fundraising. Okay, I like that kind of black excellence. Focused on the black community, correct, right? Did they talk about, did they touch on dating? I was not a Jack and Jill, I guess. I I was neither of those things. 
I was a heathen compared to them. Like. Well, my parents couldn't afford that, but yeah. I was in the church. We didn't really date, but there was always that expectation that you were a lady. You okay. acted as such. And, and does a lady ask like, someone out or does a lady not? Not at all. Even oh, okay. in our debutante ball, okay. uh-huh. our escorts could not be our boyfriends. Okay. They had to be like Who a friend or brother. They or had cousin. to, and they have to you ask know, what's you? funny is Mr. Biker was actually my escort oh, for the day. Oh, oh, here it comes, uh-huh. and the story thickens. Okay. If the circle <laughs> of life, I almost sang a song from Lion King. If the circle of life don't come all the way back around and pop you on the side out. of the head. Well, yep. So, but wait, you said they couldn't be like your boyfriend or anything. So, mm-hmm. how was he? Did you break some rules? We there? grew up together. We actually grew that's up a buddy. in the church together. Oh, that's a buddy. You know, so be if a buddy. Anything, we were like cousins, oh, you know, okay. in that regard. So, we were always together. Yeah. Our parents were always in the same. So, a lot of the friendships that we had as children, mm-hmm. they were forced friendships because all we of all, our parents hung yeah, out. Yeah, we know how that is. So, then is. we all had yeah. to hang out type yeah. of deal. And actually, well, and that's the traditional sense in right. dating. Like, yes. right? Like, you dated someone who lived on your block, right? And that becomes your husband and that you didn't really pick right if you if you if so yeah it was arranged i think y'all are hitting on some some juicy some juicy points because there was a very community-based aspect to dating Mm, up until very recently right you were introduced as children even the the young man who showed up at my birthday is a childhood friend of yours, Absolutely. right? So there's and this. We there's this so there's, y'all, he know. is attractive. He was not unattractive. He no, was he not was one not. Of those smurfs. He was definitely right. you know? no. If he <laughs> had been in the Lord of the Rings, this man would have been a thicker-bodied elf. Mm. He would have been tall and strapping. He would have used a bow and arrow to just conquer his enemies. Mm. He definitely would have been a part of that immortal group of people. Of the, of he would have definitely be a Legolas with maybe about seventy-five more pounds of muscle. Yeah, yeah he was definitely. <laughs> A thick chested, hearty looking. He would have been in Baku in Wakanda. I just wanted Wakanda forever. Disclaimer my girl L, Mbaku, if you are listening. Mm. You have admirers <laughs> over here. And it's me. And, you know, and I just want to let you know, when you are ready to meet the ladies that love you, we are ready for you, okay? Mm. We are X-Ray FM is full of your fans, eh? Okay. <laughs> so on that African note, all right, so let's dial it back. Okay, so dating used to kind of be a community effort. It was. Let's fast forward to the present. You went to college. How were you meeting people in school? It was, well... Want to be my first on a, a, <laughs> a campus hmm. to a certain degree. Uh-huh, I know, you, I know. Those. Very much how you guys feel in Portland when you see a black person, you almost run to them. Yeah, you like, like hey, how's it black going? Face. That's how it was yeah. on the campus. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we found our community quick, mm-hmm. and we had an MLK center, like most campuses do. You gotta have a black where we met. Yeah. Named after any felt. black man in history yeah. or black person mm-hmm. on campus yeah. who had we had. We had one named after the first black student. Yeah, totally. It's a thing. See? Mm-hmm. It is. And that's where everybody kind of migrated. Yeah. Yep. I was one of the people that even in high school, I worked in the career center. Okay. In college, I worked for admissions. I worked at the diversity center. Of course. So I was in the core of where things were happening. Okay. You know, so then I always had first access on yeah. meeting You were a people, person to know. Right? Uh-huh. And even now I joke about, I'm going to be the head of the welcoming committee. Yeah. Can I welcome people Can I welcome as they come through the door? Yeah. Because I want to see who's coming in. I want to be able to, we were raised, you know, my grandmother said, when you walk into a room, you make an entrance. All right. It's not about yelling and screaming and being loud. 
it's all Your about pleasure. being eloquent, yeah. right? Look, and I, I never do much. It's a simple smile. It's the simple head nod. Oh, oh we've know. seen that oh, in action. We, I already right? know Young we LT was definitely a coming to America queen <laughs> action business. I already know. Okay, so cool. So we kind of have a sense of like where you started, yeah. where your origins were. Let's really get to the tea. So let's fast forward to the modern era. You mm-hmm. were married mm-hmm. um, and now you happily divorced. I am. How did you meet your husband, your ex-husband? I actually met him online. Oh, so here come the... Oh, what, so, and what year was Gabby that? over here scratching her shoulder. It's getting so good for <laughs> so, her. She's like, let me scratch my shoulder real quick. I feel it was, good. That was the new essence of dating. So okay. historically, online dating was for creepers. Like, mm-hmm. no, you don't do online dating. You don't do that. But we dropped some statistics had, in the last episode about well, and it started at the newspaper, right? And then from the newspaper articles, right? You know, the wanted ads, and then it was like the crazy for those of you who are listening <laughs> who are too young to know what Elle is talking about. All right, let us do a moment in time for you. There was a time where people did seeking ads mm-hmm. in the local <laughs> newspapers. Mm-hmm. We would say stuff like seeking a young man between the ages of 26 and 42. To build a life with. I am interested in cooking meals, hiking, and looking at really wonderful outdoors <laughs> gear. Looking for someone of the same persuasion. Signed, single black female in Northeast Portland. So those were the kinds of ads that were being put in papers. And it wasn't weird. When people, those kinds of ads have been put in papers mm-hmm. since the 1800s. That's how a lot of, well, I don't want to say a lot. I don't want to maybe offer some adverbs I can't qualify. But that's how <laughs> some folks met their mates. So it wasn't unusual in any way to see those kinds of seeking personals ads. And up until about the mid to late 90s, that was fairly still part of the course. Before, you know, you had some weird stuff happening on Craigslist um, until you had the the beginnings of what eventually became online dating. Some of y'all might remember Yahoo chat rooms where people would say A forward slash S <laughs> forward slash L. Which, MySpace. Or MySpace, which was age, sex, and location. So there's always been, I think, a nature Black for... Planet, don't forget Black about Planet, don't Black Planet, absolutely. So there's always, been, there's always been a motion towards connecting with others. Your top ten. And, and mm-hmm. figuring out how to meet new people. And so over time it's evolved and it's brought us to this era we're in of online dating, online meeting, and online communities. So now back to you, because I want to always lay the land, because we don't know who our listeners are. Some of them may be too young to know what that era was like, and some may just have been out the game for a minute and just don't know what's good. So so with that in mind, you met your ex online. On uh, Black People Meet, actually, but before I even go to how I met okay. him, I had um, not been dating because I was engaged and it didn't work out with my son's father. Mm. And so I took a hiatus for probably about five years. Mm. And so um, my sister, my older sister, being the mama bear that she is, she actually called me up like, hey, what do you do if you were out doing stuff? What would you do on your spare time? You know, send me that picture of your when you cut your hair. This sounds like and a setup. This lady was, was setup, creating an no, online I, profile for exactly. you. She not just created one. She created four different online Where? profiles for me. She did Match.com, Christian Mingle, 
or Yo, something. Yo, shout um, out to Christian Mingle. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm in church. You know, Ooh, everybody has I've that. I've never heard of black people using Christian Mingle, by the way. Hey, well, you never know. If I know some of but it just hasn't been successful. I know some white right. people have been successful on that, but I've never heard of black people using Christian Mingle and you actually never finding know. somebody. They could you might need, some. like, black church mingle. Like, that might actually need to be a thing. Because they, I'm yeah. sure they probably have one. They, I'm sure. Yeah. There's over 7,400 dating sites and dating there apps. There is. There's so all kinds of gotta be out there. apps that are out there. Um, and then she did Match. She okay. did eHarmony. Okay. That was one. And then the last one was Black People Meet. All right. And so she said, okay, she calls me the like free two hours one. Oh, later. She's interesting. Mm-hmm. The, well, they all have a fee associated with it. But like Black People Meet, you can browse for yeah. free. But if you want to read your messages and stuff, you, you got to pay. pay. Mm. But in comparison to eHarmony and Match, they are the cheaper round. Yeah. Because you can pay for like three months and it's mm-hmm. only like $30. Okay. You know, so. And you also, for those listening, when I was on blackpeoplemeet.com for a full two months, I was only messaged by older white men over the age of 45. So for those of you, once again, listening in Portland, when it comes to blackpeoplemeet.com, you may not actually meet any black people. But that's that's well. And my mom met my. It's the same in other cities. It's it's for anybody who's interested in black people. That's right. They get on it's, there. It's definitely mm-hmm. an inclusive space. It is. But also, you know, just a, a side note for anyone who is being open. It's 2018. Who's to say that you have to limit yourself to state lines? I'd be a that's fool to right. say mm-hmm. that I can't find love. You know, beyond the Oregon boundaries, because at this point in time, being born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very small circumference. And even if I haven't dated them, mm-hmm. I know about three other people that have. So mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. about the person before mm-hmm. you even get to Does know that them. limit you think your prospects for who you absolutely. could date locally? Because absolutely. Because you know things that they did <clears throat> when they were adolescents. That you know what they did as they yeah. came. You know what they packages like. You, you know have all of the information. All their you, know you know everything about them. And so that's a turnoff. Yeah. The new thing now is to try and get people that are being recruited by Nike and yep. Intel yep. and any okay. of these other companies. Well, because those are the are companies here. that hire all the black people. They do because they have big diversity initiatives. Yep. So, but they important them. They important the brothers. You get them when they are fresh off the boat. Fresh. Because if they're here for more than six months, oh, they get they done turned. <laughs> so, and oh, they have turned. Okay, hold, okay. They so have made a there's turn. There's lots of streams <laughs> happening here. I want us to pause on the tainting of the new brothers in the new land. I want us to return. <laughs> we, can, we can do a whole episode this, this on that. Just that alone. This that testament of Canaan is to be, yes, definitely to Ooh. be continued. I want us to get back to how you met your ex. Absolutely. And once you tell us that, I want us to talk about, like, how has the landscape changed, right? I've been on this, I've been on these online apps for eight years. And there's a method to the madness. And shame the devil for that amount of time. Elle is about three years in over here beating real hard on something on her little iPad. And you are roughly about a couple months in, but you had once been on. Mm -hmm. But that was what, five years ago? Yeah, we we were we dated for about four years and were married for under a uh, under a year. But he was not from here. I met him okay. on Black People Meet, and he was from Louisiana. Oh, you know, so down for, south, boy. yeah, down south. And I've always most of the people that I dated uh, or not dated that I was introduced or had mm-hmm. conversed with, they were from out of state. And a lot of them come from New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, 
uh, North Carolina. What you I know, hear you saying are cities where black people. Exactly. States with major cities that have black people. And the ones that did hit me up that were from Oregon, I would go on already and I would block everyone that I knew because I didn't want them in my business for one. But then yeah. and it was to the point where my son's dad would be like, oh, so you're doing online dating because one of his friends done seen me yeah. on the site yeah. and tried to holler, yeah. but yet they going back trying yeah. to tell him, you know, whatever. So it's, it, that's it's what limited. makes it a, a little annoying yeah. as well because the people that you, you don't do want somebody who knows with, someone who knows someone yeah. who knows you. It's too much. It's too much. And it gets, starts getting messy. Well, yeah. it, well, and the thing is it limits. This is what I find about history. I love history. <laughs> For those of y'all listening, I'm a social scientist, and so that is my bread and my butter, mm-hmm. as we say in Tennessee. But at the same time, it's a bit problematic because it doesn't allow for you to evolve. Mm-hmm. You can't become the kind of person you want to be because people are really rooted in who you were, right? right? And it's very limiting for moving forward. So with that in mind, right, when you came back online, you know, you and I have talked about this offline because we real friends. Everyone in this room right now, real life friends. We'll say mm-hmm. we're friends. I didn't get an intro, so. Elle feels salty about this <laughs> intro, but we still real friends. I don't care what she say. But, you don't watch my dogs, though. You still don't. Yeah, still so, don't so I'm going okay. to still right, give you that free dog sitting. All right? Yeah, <laughs> we have it. a dog exchange program where our dogs are being trapped back and forth between each other's houses. They probably don't even know where they actually mm-hmm. live at this point because we both travel a lot for work. But... <laughs> I do want to ask about this because I think that this is an interesting phenomenon. We talked about how when we travel, mm-hmm. our opportunities to meet men like greatly increase. increase. That's why this episode's called the download, and not just men, mm-hmm. but because, black men. Let's be clear, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. About black it men, it seems to be most of us, except for maybe Gray, is interested in black. You know what? I am an open. I'm throwing person. all the shade she, right here. You know, I'll <laughs> be shaded me. because she likes to throw shade on me and talk about my I, narrow view. I. Like and so I welcome the shade. I am a metropolitan person, okay. but I do agree with what Elle said in our last show. I don't want to come home to someone I need to explain myself to, and time. and a lot of us in this room right now are multicultural, multi ethnic, mm-hmm. and we come from different types of cultures. And I identify as an indigenous and native person, and so I also don't want to at the same time. When I have to explain my black identity, also explain my native identity, right? So there's a lot of stuff that's bundled up in that that I definitely agree with that Elle was talking about on the last show that mm-hmm. you and I have talked about, LT. So let's actually bring that into play, right? How LT slays when she travels. Slays. Slays here, hell. She <laughs> everywhere let's, let's this here. woman walks, people are like, this queen done come through. I, I also I mean. swipe when I travel, and I won't lie, I have done better outside of Portland, mm-hmm. whether it's San Francisco to. and Oakland, whether it's been New York City, whether it's been Washington, D.C., or the you know that metropolitan area. I have done better when traveling. So I don't think that what you're saying is lost on some of our listeners. So let's actually break that down. When you say, or when we say that we do better when traveling, I want you to give us an anecdotal story. I know recently you were down south. <laughs> south with a F. And oh. you was pulling them. Yeah. So I want to I want I want you to give us like a week in the dating life of here and then give us a week in the dating life of when you travel. You know, it it really goes down to the essence. I'm a recruiter. So it's like I naturally 
am able to talk to people. You put me into a room, I get very uncomfortable when I don't know who's around me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not always a sense of me trying to holler at everybody I see, but I'm a real big person on energy and aura and things. And it's funny because my uh, older sister actually resides in Houston and her mm-hmm. family. And so for Christmas, we actually took a vacation. I was out there for two weeks and we did a cruise, you know, and even on being on a little, not a, it was a big boat, had about 6,000 people on it, but it's a little island, you know, in the middle of the water, ideally. And you have to be able to get around and network with folks. So just even being in Houston for a two week period, the moment I stepped off the plane, it wasn't that my apps were going crazy. It was in the airport. You can't walk two feet without someone trying to talk to you or saying hello or Someone trying whatever. to talk to LT. Okay, let's be clear. You no, know, but it's energy. Because I've been in that same airport. Energy. Listen, and I'm a challenge. LT over here talking about energy. <laughs> like she it might is. be Mrs. Cleo's cousin. Miss <laughs> Cleo. LT's energy is bomb. Thank you. And I'm going to challenge you guys. Next time you go somewhere, try it. Come I- out of your shells. And just smile. I'm giving her a side eye right now. I know. She's looking at me with so much. I got, I got Grace glasses yeah. on. And I, and okay. I, and I, and I, All right. Y'all. I'm going to play interference. If looks can LT kill. said the magic word. She said our trigger word. That also triggers the conversation we were having offline that I think is so juicy and so succulent and so scrumptious that we got to bring it on air. We were talking about this. Mm -hmm. The smiling, the attracting, the energy pulling. I'm a big believer in energy as well. So I'm actually vibing with a lot of what you say, even though, you know, Elle over here looking above my glasses, like she may be running a library in a 500-year-old school. But she might just be. But with that in mind, we talked about what that kind of vulnerability means for the security of black women. It is. So, So what it means to actually be open like that, to be in a public place like an airport or a restaurant or even a city street, and to smile like we all kind of heard of this catcalling phenomenon that's happened not just in this country but all over the world where men are very hostile to female forms on the street right Mm. and so when we translate that maybe into a place like an airport where i know i've had some good interactions with folks in the airport where i've not felt threatened by any means and i've just simply felt appreciated but we talked offline and Elle talked about her resting bitch face and how she's a big city girl. She's from a real city in the American Midwest. And she lived in a neighborhood where you couldn't just be, you know, grinning like a Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland because it opens you up too much to folks who were trying to come at you in a way that wasn't positive. So let's actually take a little bit of time to talk about that, right? About openness in that way. You hear a lot of people saying that black women are volatile, that we are intimidating, that mm-hmm. we are scary, that we're aggressive. But what does that really actually mean for our personhood? What is our history? How did we get here? And what is our armor really about? So, L, I'm going to, since you're over here looking like one of them oracles from the Matrix, why don't you go ahead and drop some <laughs> knowledge on us? You're over here looking like you're ready to spit something. Well, I mean, I think, I think first of all, if someone comes to me and they say that, I'm really looking at them the same way I'm looking at y'all right now. And I'm looking at them as if that is some lame excuse for you to um, cop out. It sounds like a, 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 a lame excuse to cop out on something because I would ask someone, if you were to say that I'm intimidating, I would ask them if they ever went after a job that was above their job category or something that was mm, somewhat out right. of their reach. Okay. And if they were to say yes, then I would ask them what difference is that between going after someone who may be out of your reach or maybe you feel that there may not be 
they may not seem as approachable. So I would ask them if that job seemed approachable or did that job title seem to have some areas in there that maybe made that approachable. So I kind of, I, I related to that. And the reason for me I related to that is because I, as I said, as I said on the last episode, um, it, I, that, that drive and that, that challenge or whatever it is that someone sees, I need you to be able to move past that because if you can move past that, um, and, and I'm not saying that that, that is, is valid, it's a valid excuse, but if you see me and I'm challenging, then I don't see why you would see that as a turnoff or to move on to someone who is less challenging because to me that says a lot to me about your character and that really tells me that we will not go far in life. Ooh. Okay, on that mic drop right there, LT, spit your knowledge. You know, when it comes down to it, we we come from an era where we're always going to be looked upon as something different. Mm -hmm. You know, we are the most hated race or ethnicity, if you will, but yet we have other cultures trying to appropriate who we are. All, All right, right now, All you right. better. Uh-huh. Um, injecting their lips. Let's oh, they're come changing up, come their through. noses. Now, everybody's getting booty New injections butt. and this snatched okay. weights and all that. So from an era where we're taught to not embrace who we are, mm. now we have others that are actually reaping our benefits. All right, And now. that's naturally who we are. So I, I come from a line of women our lineage is very, very strong in my family where we were taught to dress yourself. You only have once to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't walk out the house without your hair done. Even if you are having a bad day, mm-hmm. you dress yourself up. And it got to a point in my life where I was like, why do I always have to perpetrate for other people? If I'm hurting, I want people to know that I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. If someone That's asks right. me, how am I doing? I'm going to start saying how I really feel. Mm-hmm. You know, so you grow up on the foundation of who you are, but then at some point in time, you have to f- spread your wings and you have to fly on your own. Mm. And I think that in terms of where we are now, I've just started to adapt to the place that the person that you are is who you want to be. How do you want people to perceive you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if I was to die right now, the only thing that people can say about me is that Tasha lived. Mm. You know, she would always have fun when she went out and did whatever. And I stopped caring about what other people mm-hmm. thought. There it is. Mm-hmm. You know, because at one point in time, I lived for other people. Mm-hmm. Today, I live for me. And I think that's the difference. And you have to always figure out what that's your bo- right. what's your bottom line. That's you it. know, what are you going to tolerate? I don't expect you yet. <laughs> L to to go out there and uh, try and be me. Right, right. I don't expect you to yeah. go out there and try and be me. But That's what right. I do expect is for us as brown women, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful Nubian queens, to mm-hmm. be right able now. to stand high and say that I do deserve love. I do deserve to be happy, and I want this for me. You know, and define what that is for you. Mm-hmm. Your definition is going to be completely different than what it's like. But you have to remember. I've been in that place where I've been married and been with someone and still been alone. Mm. And that's not a place that I ever want to go to again. Mm-hmm. You know, so at this point in time, I'm older, I'm wiser. You know, I, I could, can say I'm sexier and more knowledgeable about what does a relationship look like? What type of relationship do I want? And I'm able to, I think, recognize when, because I'm allergic to bullshit. I don't know if we can say that on the radio. Well, but, it's been said um, now. Our sorry. producer will bleep it out if we got to. Yes, I'm allergic to BS. Um, in that regard to where if I recognize yeah. early on 
that you're not exuding the things that I need you to, that's going to make me happy. I'm okay with being like, you know, you're wonderful, but I don't think this is going to go anywhere further. It's not what you say, it's how Mm. you say it, and it's not what you do, it's how you do it. I refuse. I I would still have that big rock on my finger Mm. if I wanted to assimilate to what everyone else thought I should be. Mm -hmm. I was unhappy. And what I wasn't going to do is spend 35, 40 years in an unhappy relationship mm-hmm. where I'm still at the, the prime, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had, it broke my heart because when I signed up for marriage, I signed up for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, it also goes back to recognizing what you want and not trying to live for other people. That is a wonderful segue. We just got a couple more minutes. I know y'all are over here just, in, just salivating on what LT was saying, because she was preaching that gospel straight from the book of Revelations. Not a, <laughs> I mean, not that Revelations, a different Revelations. LT's but, Revelations. But that was definitely a Truthitude, verse 5, chapter mm. 6, okay? So with that in mind, right, there is a very transactionary nature to mm. online dating. Yes. So, you know, you and your ex met on blackpeoplemeet.com. I think that sites like blackpeoplemeet.com, match.com, eHarmony have a different energy about them, right? They're kind of they focused do. on this idea of people are definitely looking for partnership. And I just read an article. I didn't even read the article. I looked at the headline. OkCupid has a blog that from time to time I read because they've definitely been leading the charge on um, creating data and analytics and statistics mm. around dating, especially around race, hmm. groups of people, non-majority people, how they perform on their app. So I'd really love to hear what your thoughts are on this transitionary period we're in, right? And the article said that DTF as a culture was on a decline. For those of you who don't know what that acronym means, it's down to yeah, my producer was waving hands like, do not say that not word. Say that. Do not, he said, oh, oh, oh. I didn't know what it meant. So yeah, I'm so, glad you let so, me know. Which, I which, which, which just means that you yeah. are interested in um, in quick and um, transactionary relations as adult consenting humans, right? Because we support people's desire to experiment and we respect and expect consent all right now now that that's been put out there so that so that's apparently on the decline people are actually some looking for something more and it kind of feeds into what you're saying of what lessons learned from your past into your future how do you think that translates into the way that you're approaching some of these dating apps like you know for l and i they feel very flat they don't feel um deeply rooted in long-term connection yeah, right like the ability to swipe left and swipe right is in itself very transactionary and then the ability to message people uh, you have people you'll be messaging they just disconnect from you just stop i've had people i'm messaging they messages look in some kind of way and i'll block them mm-hmm. I, you know i've done that too right so how mm-hmm. does that translate to in the, we got about two three more minutes before we gotta wind down so how does that translate to how you're dating and what are some of the energies you try to pull into such a flat space, right? Absolutely. You have to, I think, do your own research in the beginning. And I could be coined as a serial dater, if you will, because I'm always going to try out the market before I make a final decision. So at one point in time, I had been on Tinder. I had been on 
um, match. I had been on Black People Meet. I was on with the Bumble. Yeah. All these different ones, and you have to look. I I tried the league. Yeah. All these different. I'm ones gonna to get see you in, what, girl. I'm gonna send you that. What pass. those mm-hmm. were, mm-hmm. you know, just in the sense of okay, what is it doing? Tinder was more like a hookup site. Yeah. You know, in that regard, even if you set up and for ladies and as well as men, when you set up your profiles. The, the type of people that you attract revolves around the type of image that you put out there as mm-hmm. well as what's on your profile. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you women, you're dressing really provocative in your photos and stuff, dudes are going to hit you up in more of a sexual manner, mm-hmm. manner, you know, or vice versa. Guys, if you're taking pictures with your shirt off all the time, that's going to attract a certain type of woman. Mm-hmm. But you want to be able to show yourself doing active things like I like to hike, so some of my pictures might be me out hiking or riding the bike or at the beach. Yes, you know, for and, the hiking. Right, or or it might be a nice profile photo, but you don't want them all to be the same. People are, it's the profiles, if you will. They can be inclusive, but yeah. they also can be real biased because you're basing your first appearances off of what you look like alone. Mm-hmm. But that's when your profiles come into play to give them just enough to where they'll want to ask more. Mm-hmm. Tell them where you're from what you're looking for to a certain degree, you know, and then go from there. If you want to know more, hit me up. So you set the foundation for what you're looking Mm -hmm. for, but it's also fast. Everything is instant these days. You know, being in Oregon and Washington, we're number one and two for the highest hookups, you know. Are we? Yeah. I did not know that. You know, I don't know if it's still the same now, but a couple years ago, it's remained the same. We're also... With the I five sex trade and all this kind yeah, of we stuff, got so some problems people there, are sure. constantly looking for that fast interaction. So you know, e harmony versus plenty of fish is going to mm-hmm. give you more of a transactional relationship in terms of long term. Yeah, plenty of fish is more like instant right now. Like, oh, I just need a date to a wedding, and we'll see where that goes. So right. you know, Bumble versus Tinder, to you get Very, more of a, a professional you know, group of men and women Mm -hmm. versus a combination, right, of people that are, again, looking to hook up, Mm -hmm. you know? So I had to do the the research on my own to kind of figure out where that was going to go. So what apps are you on then? Like, you know, it sounds like you've actually tried to make an informed research decision. What are you using? Um, well, as of right now, like just a couple of days ago, I actually deleted all of my apps. Well, won't he do it? Okay. <laughs> yes, I I met a nice gentleman oh. who actually resides in. By the way, y'all Atlanta. listeners, this is mm-hmm. news to me. I'm LT's real life friend, and I'm looking at her like, hmm? a couple of days ago. Okay, like, literally. Because I'm feeling like L was feeling. I'm salty about the fact that I wasn't told. Uh, the same way L in this corner talking about I ain't get no intro story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I ain't get no intro story looking but at LT. As of two days ago, I was on uh, Bumble mm-hmm. and there's Black BLK. Did you guys hear about that one? No. See, that's a new one that I had no idea about. It came on Instagram. It was okay. on a little float through and I went on yeah, there. Okay. Is Instagram be messing uh-huh. folk up. Instagram is real? For y'all it who, is. It is. Instagram got so many algorithms trying to sell me so many things. I bought so many. She bought so many sweatshirts. I bought so all many sweatshirts, sweatshirts. All the black sweatshirts. Talking about Rosa Parks, this, you know, Harriet Tubman, that. He had a picture of a black person. So, but no, no, I want to know. Yeah, tell which, us Which one of the apps did you meet him or did you meet him in person? Black. But then also, you met him all black. Yeah, 
But and he's not a local Oregonian. Soul swipe. No. You soul, soul swipe, swipe did not work. <laughs> we tried not soul here. swipe. Now soul swipe in Houston was on fire. I right? bet soul swipe in Houston got yeah. your it was soul like, snatched. Right. Dates galore. Okay. All so right. it, you really just have to do the research and oh. kind of know what works for you. And I highly recommend swiping while traveling because so you're this maximizing gentleman, your opportunities. He no, he, no, he's in, he, he's uh, Texas. Atlanta. He's oh, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. From Soul Swipe. Y'all, she yeah. over here got Soul that tight smile. Soul Houston. Okay, where yeah. is this dude? We got, we got, like, we got like one minute Black and 30 seconds. Black, so you were swiping in Atlanta using BLK Black and you met this latest boo. Right. And the difference is, let me clarify. All right, you got 90 seconds. 90 Teach seconds. Us. The difference is, is someone who really wants to invest in you it, everything is going to be organic. All right, they're then. going to put the time, the energy, the phone calls, and everything that you need. Whereas anyone else, they're going to continue to play the ropes mm-hmm. until they find what they're looking for. A man will only change for one person. Can you talk about maybe, and before we... I, I, I she got about 20 this. seconds. Come on now. What you Age. got? Because I think a lot of that mm-hmm. plays into um, a oh, plays into to, to where so what's what's this what's this fellow's what's the final word for us today? R. Kelly said it best. Age ain't should we, no, we should not be true, we should right? we should not be quoting that this man for a number of reasons. We shouldn't. But go, but go ahead, tell us about for, true. Yeah, but that's where it came from yeah. because at the end of the day, it depends on the caliber of the person. Mm-hmm. I give myself a ten year. Gap. Gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm 34, so I don't go below. I go down to up to about, you know, 43. Okay. You know, in that regard. Um, and then that works for me. It's all about maturity. All right. So on that note, we are counting down and we're done. That was, that was, yeah, that was a little, sorry. I was just... <laughs>